Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Uh, hit me. The National Basketball Association. The hosts would refer to it as the best league in sports. Bringing you the latest NBA news, updates, and opinions. It's time for Double Tech with Darrell H.P. Young and Christian Weaver. Seeing the Avs were scared. It ain't about Luca taking his soul. They knew starting the game what was going to happen. He's done it before. They watch. Trust me. They have yeah. iPhone. They have Instagram. They see the numbers of Luca Doncic averaging 39. They hear me saying, "Man, he did it to me. He did it to me." Kawhi, Paul, George. I'm damn sure you gonna do it to them. They know that. Boy, scared of Luca. Ain't nobody afraid of anybody over there in Phoenix, man. Everybody in the league knows that, bro. Like it's just that y'all don't know that because y'all not in the locker room. No one's afraid of Phoenix. We wanted them. We wanted, no one's afraid of Phoenix. I, I talked to some teammates, I ain't gonna say who, cause I, I'm gonna say who, forget it. I talked to Paul George last night, man. Bad, ain't nobody scared of them. But you face Dallas, you ain't scared of Dallas, but man, you. You scared Luka. Hey man, you gotta get your, get your game right when you play Luka. Welcome to Devil Tech. I am Darrell H.B. Young. I am Christian Weaver. And we thank you so much for tuning in. Patrick Beverly, courtesy of any time on ESPN the past four days, you could have just picked a spot because he was there for like 24 he, hours. He was there at 12 a.m. <laughs> he really was. Just pushing it out. Hey, and we're going to get to a lot more Patrick Beverly, but what he did discuss was a pretty big series. Phoenix and Dallas. Christian, it's over. Any surprise? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, especially the way it went. I mean, the number one team in the NBA the entire year pretty much. Wire to wire was the number one team in the league. And they get killed in the seventh game. Destroyed. Never close. I think you hit the nail on the head. If it was a barn burner and it came down to like a Luka step back, it would have been a heartbreak. It would have been like, oh, man, the best team got beat. But as you put it, they got demolished. Like nobody saw that coming. I was hoping for a great game like always. But, man, the way Dallas just picked them apart. And, and we really got to ask the question why and what next because – this was possibly their best chance for a while because the West is is nasty and it's only getting better. And they, this was their shot. This this really was their chance. They they number one seed couldn't ask for a better position, obviously. So now, man, what what, what do you do? What what do you do if you're Phoenix? I know there's a lot of questions and that's a loaded question, but man, shout out to Dallas, man. I I have no clue what you do if you're Phoenix because, like you said, this was their best chance. I mean, last year they got. I hate to say it, they got a little lucky because they got some injuries along the way. They were healthy, so they made it. Uh, This year, they were the best team in the league the entire time. Uh, They probably were going to be the favorite in every series since they were the best team. And it's not, I mean, what was the road to here? They had to beat the Pelicans, and then they had to beat a Mavs team that was only Luka. Man. pretty. I mean, I'm not only Luka, but But, without Luka, they're pretty terrible. Yeah. And, um, and even then, you had guys stepping up, and and we were talking about that throughout that seven game series. There were games that it was like, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, y'all should have won that game. Y'all should have won that game. Mm-hmm. Just as far as you can't let those chances slip by because the series easily could have been over before Game Seven, but they let them hang around. They gave them chances, and as Luca put it, when they were uh, coming from uh, the the court to the locker room, easy to talk trash when you're up. Yeah, it, it changed real quick. You got Booker talking about the Luca special and slapping the ball out of his hands during dead ball plays and whatnot, and it uh it really came back to bite him, man. It really did. I mean, Luca was playing well before that, but <laughs> they kind of poked the bear 
He did. And he came out and he completely dominated them the next two games. And that, and, and the funny thing about it is, you know, we've known Luka to be this great guy. And, and even with uh, going into Game 7, I expected him to have a great game because I'm like, Game 7, Luka is a scary dude. He, he really is. I was looking at some of the stats, and he's a monster in the Game The highest seven. scoring average in Game 7s in league history. <laughs> How so awesome far. is that? Yeah. Hey, well, hey, keep, keep that same energy going. He averages 38 and a half <laughs> in elimination games, Man, I believe. Man, that, that's what I'm talking about. So so you think about that, and I'm expecting him to have a good, tank, a good game, and he exceeds all expectations. But then you have Spencer Dinwiddie, who could not miss for like the first yeah. half of the game, it seems. He, he was hooping, and you just had a team that came out, and they put their foot on their neck, and they never let up. You're looking at Chris Paul. You're looking at Devin Booker. And you got your two star players who play terribly. Oh, they were awful. It was so bad. And and even in the press conference, they're talking about, you know, you had these games where you miss shots. It's unfortunate, blah, 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 blah. I got a problem with that, man. I really do. Because blowouts happen. Understandable. But I just felt like they gave up early. It didn't even seem like they were trying as hard as they possibly could. It just it really looked like they gave up. You can't do that. You you got to fight to the very end, and it did not look like they did. Yeah, you're at home, Game 7. You went to the finals last year. You faced some adversity, and you don't even put up a fight. I mean, they were down 30 at halftime. <laughs> Luka had 27 points, and the Suns had 27 points. Oh, that was crazy. Um, even then, I was like, okay, the Suns are going to make a run, and they're going to they're going to make it somewhat interesting at least. I think everybody you know, thought they can get that. it within 10 yeah. probably at yeah. some point. You you didn't think that that lead would yeah. hold the whole game. And then they come out in like the first 5 minutes of the third it's up to 40. Oh my gosh. Like Ooh. they they didn't even make it close and you know Chris Paul's getting a lot of slander on ESPN by mostly Patrick Beverly. Everyone else is like, "I don't know, man." Yeah. But Chris Paul played awful the last uh, five games of the series. Like, he was really good the first two series. He actually closed them out, like the Mavs, like himself pretty much. Yeah. And then the rest of the series he wasn't. And, uh, of course, after the the series, I think, you know, something came up that he had left calf tightness or something. It's like, it's always something. It's always something. Let's just say you got beat. Let's just not say it. And and that's and I'm with you on that too. When when injuries happen at the end, because we always speculate if a player, a star player, isn't looking like their normal self, we're always like maybe something's hurting them. Honestly, I'd rather not know once it's all yeah. said and done. If something sounds like you're making excuses, you know what I mean. It, it's it it definitely sounds like you're making excuses. So yeah, when when that kind of came out, it was like okay, yeah. Even if it is true, not really trying to hear that right now. It's not making anything any better. And I say, oh, that's why he was playing terrible. No, nobody said that. Everybody was like, come on now. Come on. We, yeah. we, we've seen this story before. But talking about Chris Paul and some of the, the flack he's catching, for the most part, everybody's saying Chris Paul is a, is a legend, which he is. Point God is something like to put it. But you have a handful of players out there. And by handful, I mean one guy in particular, Patrick Beverly, who seems to just be having a field day on Chris Paul's head. We we let you we started the show with a little bit of Pat Bev talk, but he got a little bit deeper on Chris Paul. Here we go. CP can't guard nobody, man. Everybody in the NBA he know can't that. Guard, everybody he can't know guard that. Anybody. What we call them? Cone. You know what you do with cones? Like when in the summertime, you got a cone. You make a move. What does the cone do? Stay still. Exactly. Yeah. He's a cone. Stop playing, man. I everybody that knows right. that. Everyone knows that. It's just y'all don't want to accept it because no, I don't CP. accept that. I, I don't no, no, no. I'm saying again, if you're taller than them. You see, you can shoot over him, obviously. That's but an give issue. him the but, Ben Simmons slander. Give him the PG-13 Give him the slander that you give everybody. I feel like with every good point that Patrick Beverly had, he just dug a little too yeah. deep with the knife. You know what I mean? It's like the, the, the facts are, you know, yes, he had a terrible series. He 
stunk it up. Played badly. But, dude, like, it's just, he kept turning the He night. just went too far, and that's the difference between, you know, being critical of somebody and just hating. Yeah. And it seems like he's just hating on Chris Paul. And, I'm, I mean, I'm not one of those people because, of course, I never played in the NBA. I didn't. I mean, I didn't play in college. Me I didn't. I didn't. I barely played in high school. I know. So, um, I'm not one of those people that thinks you have to have played the game at a high level to criticize those that have played the game at a high level. Um, but at a certain point, like you're calling an all-time great trash, and you're not. Like Matt Barnes. We'll play the Matt Barnes clip in a little bit, yeah. of course. But um, you're not that guy. He's not. He's really not, and everybody knows what Pat Bev is. He's he's a role player, an energetic, get in your face, a, a dog, as John Morant would put it, and that's just the type of player he is. But, dude, you do not have the resume to be speaking on one of the greatest point guards to ever play the game. Nobody's saying, you know, give him a bye for this bad series. Yeah. Shred him. That's fine. Talk about how bad he played, but, dude, it's just like it's, it, it got yeah, pretty like rough. We're, <laughs> he's, like, discrediting his career yes. in a way. Exactly. And it was like the the first day, okay, we, we hear you, Pat Bell. Then he was on ESPN again. And then again. So it's like, okay, you've been there like half the week. And I understand what they were doing. They were just kind of talking about the playoffs in general. But it all stemmed, it all seemed to kind of come from, hey, he was dogging on Chris Paul Monday. Let's keep him here because everybody's watching. And I yeah. just kind of, I got to a point where at first I was like, I hear you, Pat Bell. And then I'm like, okay, that's enough. That's enough. Patrick yeah. Beverly. It, it, it really was. But, um, Chris, who would you rather have on defense this past year, Chris Paul or Patrick Beverly? This past year? Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. To be honest, Pat Bell played pretty good this he did. year. He you did. know, so he, he fit into the, the Timberwolves system really well. And, and they did great. I, dude, it's hard for me to take Patrick Beverly over anybody. But exactly. <laughs> like, it really is. It's tough. And, and Chris Paul was playing great. Like, it's just, he just, after his birthday, it just kind of started to decline, which is crazy because he turned, what, 37? 37. And that's what's kind of scary because, like we mentioned earlier, this was the Suns' last chance probably. I think their title window's closed think it's over. for now. Because Chris Paul's 37. You can only imagine, you know, Father Time's going to win eventually. Yeah, that's true. Next year he comes back. You know, he's not quite as good. Uh, Devin Booker, I mean, he's he's really good, but he I don't think he's that guy. Dude, to be honest, where's my, where's my sheet? Because I, I mean, we are, so yeah, we because we we've been talking about Chris Paul this whole time. So Devin Booker, who some had called at one point in time the the second coming of Kobe, which I thought was trash, but that's just me. He was three for fourteen that game, zero for four from three, and yeah, he he didn't show up either. Yeah, like De- really, did nothing else besides that. Devin Booker's a really good player, but I don't think he's number one on championship team. Yeah, and there's a so. lot of great players that aren't. Yeah. But I don't think he's one of those guys. Man, see, and, and that's the thing, man. The, the Chris Paul-Devin Booker combination when they're playing well with, you know, Aiden and Bridges and everybody on the team, they they were suited for a title run. They really were. More so, I thought, than Dallas. Well, I just, definitely. Yes, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like now, because to be honest, we'll, we'll talk about the, the, the conference championships here in a little bit. Since we're still trying to talk about this elimination game. So I guess I don't want to get too deep into the next round. But, yes, to be honest, I felt like Phoenix has a better chance or had a better chance to make it to the finals than Dallas does. Yeah, I do, too. And I still feel that way. Mm -hmm. So it's like the fact that they came out and laid an egg, didn't play with any intensity, and got demolished, it it, it says so much more about them 
than it does about Dallas. We we know what Luka is. We know how good they are. And they just came out and did what they were supposed to do. But it just seemed like Phoenix didn't even show up at all. So, yeah. I, and Aiton only played 17 minutes. And I believe, you know, he's going to. He's going to get a max contract this offseason. Man, two for five. For and if it's eight. not, and if it's not from the Suns, it's going to be from somebody else. But you would think the Suns would probably match the whatever he gets in free agency. I'm sure they will, because I mean, I'm sure they don't want to get rid of him. But at the same time, boy, y- your team just didn't show up, man. It, it was it was real sad to see because yeah, th- this was a team with championship hopes, and I and I guess like you said, you think you think that's it? No, mm-hmm. no, no more run for uh, Phoenix. This is it for uh, Devin Booker unless he goes to another well, team. And no, not I'm not going to say it's it's it for Devin Booker, but it's it for this team as it's currently constructed. Yeah, I, I can get with that. Um, they are going to have a lot of money tied up in Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton if DeAndre Ayton gets said max contract. Boy. Ooh, and then Mikel yeah. Bridges is going to – well, he's actually already got an extension, I think, so never mind. Boy, um, things about to be cutting them checks. Yeah, which they've never done in franchise history. Hey, what are they about to? But, um, Next year, you know, going into next year – the Suns will probably still be good, but you got to think about the Nuggets. They get back healthy. They're mm. going to be good. Yeah, and then are. all the usual teams. Of course, the Lakers, if they get Doc Rivers as hey, head you coach. Know, you know what? Stop this crazy talk in my studio. What's wrong with you? I, I What is something to throw at you? I got to find something. Something over here to throw. Get Doc Rivers out of here. <laughs> Doc Rivers is going to come and say, hey, man, no no one thought this team was going to do anything until I got here. When I, when I got here, I made these changes. You see what I did? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one no one even knew who Didn't Joel Embiid was until yeah. I got here. <laughs> Didn't get I, anywhere further than what you already were. Oh my gosh! I, I brought Joel Embiid into this game. What, what's wrong with y'all? That dude, that's still crazy to me, man. Doc Rivers, no, no. I told you, I still want Mark Jackson, but that's looking like it's not gonna happen. I really want him. Yeah, I don't Jackson. know what's gonna happen with y'all. Um, I mean, no, it no. looks like Doc Rivers is gonna be back in Philadelphia for the time being. Yeah, keep him over there. Don't don't bring him over there with us, please. Keep hey, him over there. At least you didn't hire Mike Brown. Oh gosh! Again. Again, that's what I was about to say. Again, <laughs> like Mike Brown that day. Mike Brown keeps a job. Yeah, he not, does. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> you gonna Mike Brown's gonna be working. I, I promise you that. If you look up, he's gonna be coaching somewhere on your favorite team, perhaps. Maybe assistant coach, but he's. Every, <laughs> it's like every time I turn around, it's like it's freaking Mike Brown. <laughs> he's always over there by somebody. Oh, oh go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Do, do we want to mention? Uh, you know, of course, we mentioned the Western Conference. So uh, the yeah. Eastern Conference. Yeah, let's the, hit the East. The uh, Boston Celtics beat the Milwaukee Bucks, and we got two Game 7s this past Sunday, and neither one was a good game. Bunch of stinkers. I like That's exactly what it was. At any point, neither one was a good game? Yeah, I was disappointed in the Game 7s as a whole. Love to have Game 7s, but yeah, it was the games were not that good. But the, the Milwaukee one was better than the uh, Phoenix-Dallas I one. don't know, man. You don't think so? The Dallas, the Dallas and Phoenix game was entertaining solely for the purpose. <laughs> I wanted to see how bad it would get. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Like it was really bad, and I'm like, this can't get worse. And then it would get worse, and I'm just like, okay, this is pretty entertaining. How much did they end up getting by at one point? Like fifty something? Was it like? 50? I don't know. I, I don't know if it was that high. I thought it got up. To it 50. may have been fifty. I could be wrong. Wouldn't be the first time. Definitely won't be the last. But yeah, it, it definitely was was disgusting. The Milwaukee Bucks uh, versus Boston. So Boston won that series. They're headed, or they are in the Eastern Conference Finals, which we will discuss in the next couple of segments so they took care of game seven against milwaukee talking about teams with you know title hopes milwaukee they they were looking good and then boston just kind of they they snatched it away from them so to speak because it it, i got i gotta admit i thought milwaukee was gonna do it man i I thought milwaukee was gonna win that series yeah they were up three two i mean they had 
they had it where they wanted it pretty much, and they just didn't finish it off. Um, I do think, you know, if Chris Middleton was healthy, it series probably would have been a little different. But I think so, too. That is what it is. The The Milwaukee Bucks benefited a little bit last year from facing some teams with some injuries. Yeah. It's the NBA playoffs. Yep. But um, I do think that they enter into a interesting offseason because Brooke Lopez is going to be 34, I think, which he played well in the he closeout really game. Did. He um, really did. Drew Holiday is – He's really good at defense, but his offense is questionable at times. Uh, Grayson Allen stinks. <laughs> and I was going to see what you said about Grayson Allen. Their bench is not that great, and Pat Connaughton and Bobby Portis are probably gone, in all honesty. You think Bobby P is gone? Unless he wants to just take another minimum and come back and try to run it back again, or does he want to go somewhere and actually get paid coming off You know what's his best year pretty much? Yeah, I think you're right as far as going to another. But he he loves that's one he does dude more who of Milwaukee, loves yeah. Milwaukee, and Milwaukee loves him. Yeah. But are you willing to lose some millions for the love? Millions. <laughs> he did, he already did it once. Will he do it again? I don't know. Because Let, let's say he gets into a position because as it stands, Milwaukee, depending on how they're structured, you still got greatest player on the planet. Yeah. Giannis. Yeah. So you build around that and give him the pieces that he needs. That's that's still a title contending team from the jump. Yeah, you get Giannis, you got Drew, and you got Chris Middleton. Yeah, and after that, you just kind of got to fill it in. So I guess it really depends on you know how he's feeling. But you're right, wherever he goes, he can make some bank for sure. At, at most, he's probably going to make like at most six million from uh, the Bucks, and somebody else can probably give him you know fourteen. That's what I say, fourteen, fifteen. Boy, like, he's turning down quite a bit of money. You know, maybe he's in that position where you know, you know, there's no different. Five million, fifteen million, it's all the same, baby. It's not the same. <laughs> but it's you not hear, same. but you hear that all the time, man. Right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, once you hit that one million, you know, it's all good. Baby. Who no. was it? Who was it? With Trail Sprewell or whatever? When they like shorted him, he's like, "How am I gonna feed my family?" He said, "I can't feed my family, <laughs> it's son. Like, oh. It's like you're making millions, dude. I can't. I cannot feed my kids <laughs> with these millions that you're giving me, son. Like, what is wrong with you? Oh, I forgot." about that dude like trail stinking spree well that's insane so yeah so milwaukee they're out boston they move on to the eastern conference finals and i guess you know that's those were the elimination games right there when we get back where do we want to go to the west or the east what do we want to hit on first christian what 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 excites you what was uh what, what you feeling i'll let you decide yeah let's uh let's hit on the western conference first western conference sounds good both games already got both uh series already got one in the books and Game two of the Eastern Conference will be tonight, but I guess we can give our predictions on what we think will happen, even based off the first game. Oh, yeah. I mean, it kind of worked out to where, you know, no surprises for the most part, so no upsets or anything, so everything is kind of par for the course. Yeah. So, so yeah, that that sounds good. We'll give our predictions for the uh, Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals. We come back on Double Tech. Are you happy for me? Millie, are you happy for me? If money is the evil root, let the smoker shine the coops. Rich boots that love the boost. I'm just here to find the truth. If kilograms is the proof, I done sold the golden goose. I got him, baby, I'm Jim Perdue. Welcome back to Double Tech, HB, Mr. Weaver. Sorry, I was a little too excited over here with uh, the Pusha T. Best album of 2022. I said it, Christian. I think I'm going to agree with you. 
And you know Kendrick's my guy. And he dropped his album last week. And it's good. It's really good. But I like Pusha T's album more. So good. And see, this is the thing. If you haven't heard it, yes, Kendrick's album dropped. And it is, as I like to put it, it's a very layered project. Not saying I don't like it. It's a really good album. But it's a lot to unpack on that. Yeah, album. there is. And the first time, if if you listen to it, the first time you listen to it, you probably will be like, that was interesting. That's the best way to put it. And and then you listen to it again. It's like, okay, this this is pretty good. And then you listen to it again. And you're like, this is, this is really good. But? But it... It's not like, you know, Pusha T's album where I can listen to it once and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Yes. See, and that, and that's the thing, too, because no one's saying it's a bad album. It's a really good album. But I got to be completely honest. And it's what I was going to ask you during the break. And then I was going to say, I'm just going to wait till the show starts. Kendrick's like, it's not really in my rotation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm going back and I'm listening to a few songs here and there. But. Yeah, it's not. You know what I mean? It's not a piece that I can just listen to over and over again. And and like I said, it, it's got some deep tracks on there. It's a great album. And the fact that we have to emphasize that, album's not bad. And I'm hearing people say, oh, no, you can't dance to it. That's why you don't like it. That's not. No. no, no, that's not even accurate. It's a lot. Can't really dance to J. Cole's album. But that thing is in rotation. I love that album. Off season. Yeah, there's a there's. A lot of very serious topics going on in the Kendrick Lamar thing, and it's not something that like I want to hear all the time, you <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah, so. and, and it's great. It's a great, it's great. It definitely makes you think. It's an amazing album, but if you ask me, Pusha T still has the best album of the year. Yeah, I would. I would agree. That, that's how I feel. Um, better than Donda, better than Certified Lover Boy. Oh yes. Um, although I think Certified Lover Boy is not that bad. It's actually pretty good. And if it wasn't Drake. People would have probably said, "Oh, this is amazing," but since it's Drake, people are hating on it. But and, and I, I'm quick to take a jab at Drake just for the fun of it because I like to do that. But no, that's a really good album. Now, was it too long? Yeah, but there was <laughs> there are some good songs on there. It is. It's some good songs, but um, yeah. it's not better than the off season. Oh no, off season's better than not that at album, all, in my opinion. But yeah, Donda is definitely at the bottom of that list. No, by far. Okay, yeah. okay. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, and it will get back to this basketball talk. But y'all know how we do. Um, so Donda Two, did it come out officially? It was on a stem player. So I he mean, did the stem player thing. Yeah. yeah. So people Apparently who bought it was unfinished, them. but okay. So the stem players were what two hundred dollars or something yeah. crazy? It's unfinished and, though. And it was on. That's your boy, man. That's your boy. He's so wild. he sold an unfinished album on a little iPod Nano <laughs> and sent it to you. And it come on now. Come on, dude. Like, that's that's kind of garbage. Really? Yeah. I don't even understand why he does this. Like, you know, when Donda was coming out, he was doing, like, the stadiums, which he, I mean, he was selling out stadiums for just listening to the album. Yeah. But, which is pretty cool. But, um. Paid listening parties. Yeah, why is he, like, and the albums were unfinished at the listening parties. Like, they weren't finished. Oh, yeah, I remember that, because they were saying, well, how they sound now, they Isn't probably how won't sound. Yeah. yeah. And so I just don't understand why he does it. Like, why don't we just complete the work? And then release said work. For the sake of being different, man, your, your boy is special like He's that. Strange. He is strange. Your, your, your boy is special like that. All right, y'all. Sorry about that, but y'all know how we do it. Western Conference Finals. First game is in the books. And I have my stats somewhere. I lost them. But what I can tell you is Golden State laid the smack it down on the Dallas Yeah, Mavericks. they did. Uh, it was 112 to 87. Another game that wasn't particularly close the entire time. Yeah. I mean, Dallas may have made a run here and there and made it a little more interesting, but 
uh, it was never in question, I don't think. Did it feel like for most of the game that not not even to say they were going through the motions, but it just seemed so easy for Golden State. It did. You know what I mean? It was yeah. Like their ball the ball movement was fantastic. Steph doing Steph things, but it just looked like Dallas. Even on the defensive end, they just kind of looked rattled. Yeah, and I was the way that they beat Phoenix was you know they kind of used the five out method and let Luca do his thing, and DeAndre Ayton would have to guard out in the on the perimeter. Yeah, and then you know Luca would have drives to the basket. But um, or there would be an open three, and that's kind of the way that they beat Phoenix. And if you're playing Golden State, you know Draymond's going to run center in yeah. that case, and you're not going to have an opening in that way. You put Wiggins on Luca, and Wiggins is a good defender, a really good defender. Um, then you there you're not going to have that mismatch like they did against Phoenix, and I think that that's what's going to cause them a problem in this series. Yeah, and we do we discussed this. Was it? I guess it was last week. Man, the weeks go by fast. How smart Draymond is. Oh, yeah. And how I like, even when he's, I mean, away from the ball, obviously, but just looking at the call-outs that Draymond's making and the rotations he's making and the movements that are, like, game-changing. Draymond is an amazing basketball player, mm-hmm. and I really feel like, of course, he's not going to lead a team to victory, but you put him kind of in the position he's in now where he has his guys back, and Clay struggled much in the first half yeah what, what did he end up with 15 he ended three? up 7 of 13 15 points that's not bad okay yeah second half I know he had 15 but but you got Draymond in this position and, and like you said Golden State can do things that the average team can't even though Draymond may be undersized he plays or he tries to play like he's seven feet tall yeah he, he really he gets down and he gets dirty so that's always good to see but I'm sure Jason Kidd has some things up his sleeve. Props to him because I felt like his coaching abilities have really been shown in these playoffs. And, oh man, I should have got that clip because I just like listening to that clip. It's, it's the it's the most basic oh, yeah. thing ever, but I don't know why that warms my heart. I don't know. Why, why, why does that warm my Can you explain to me why I find that so exciting? Is it just the purest in me? Uh, I mean. <laughs> I don't know. It is pretty, pretty entertaining. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, they don't do any coaching in the NBA. They they just do, you know, five-out basketball, one-on-one <laughs> ISO. It's like, no, if you can watch that clip, Jason Kidd's like, you know, trap, trap, trap. Yeah. Hands up, hands up, hands up. He's Beautiful. telling, you know, telling the defenders what to do and stuff like that. I see. That that, that makes me want to play ball again, man. Yeah. I need, How do you want to get out there? Yeah, it, it really does. It, it excites me. I need to, uh, we need to find, like, a church league, some intramurals yeah, or something it's, somewhere. It's too hot outside now. Oh, no, man. It's per- perfect weather right now. It's probably a cool 89 90. out there. Yeah. <laughs> 90? It's <laughs> a cool 89. There for a while, I was shooting every day after the show and before the show, but now it's just too hot, man. I don't want to start sweating. Oh, yeah. Super I'm sure. hard out there. By the time you go get your son, I'm not, you're nice and juicy before yeah, you hit the car. You don't want to be sweaty. <laughs> okay, so Dallas, but, well, they still have to face Golden State again at home. What do they change? How, how do they make it a game? I, I don't really know. They You can't really stop Golden State from scoring. That's just one thing. To be honest, they had some good looks on some shots. Mm-hmm. Like, they just weren't hitting shots yeah, a lot of the time. That's the difference. There was a combination of, you know, the Warriors were playing good defense and the Mavericks were missing shots that they were hitting against Phoenix. Yeah. Um. So, really, I don't know how much you change. I mean, Jason Kidd has shown that, you know, he can make adjustments, but mm-hmm. – uh, you just kind of hope you make shots next time out, I guess. I, I think so, and I and I'm sure Luca, after getting sliced across the face and shooting only six for eighteen, he'll have a much better game. Obviously, like there's there's no way he's gonna shoot that bad again. But I think, man, Golden State, if we're if we're picking, mm-hmm. I guess we're supposed to pick. Yeah. Oh, 
One game's already in the books, so how does the rest of it go? Mm, I'm going to say Golden State in six. That's what I'm going to say, too. Yeah. Yeah. Golden State in six. Luka can get them a few wins. Yeah. But I just think when it all comes down to it, we, Golden We've been State. saying that every time, though. It's like, oh, Luka can get them a few wins. And then they he, win. He gets them four wins. Yeah. <laughs> so, series, so. so. And I, you know what? Just last series, they went down 2-0, and they won that series. So, they did. But the Phoenix Suns do become the worst team in NBA history when they go down to a happened last year in the finals. How or when they what? go up to a that's crazy. Dang that hey, well if any team you want to get down on is Phoenix Suns, then they just let them get two wins and they'll they'll be horrible. But, um <laughs> So we're going Golden State and six. Yeah, Golden State and six. I can get with that. I can get with that. Uh so let's see. It, it was uh I meant to hit you up. Oh no, that's what it was. So and and I hate when they try to make something out of nothing. But maybe there's something there. You know, after Steph hit the shot mm-hmm. and then, you know, he did his little, you know, yeah. dance shimmy. There's like a wide shot of, of Luca looking at him, like from behind, looking at him as he dances. And everybody's like, uh-oh, Luca's seeing him, like, show off. Does that mean he's going to have a great game? I hate that they kind of putting it on that. Like, they're trying to make something out of something that nobody probably even paid much attention to. Is it like they're trying to make it seem like, oh, Luca, same way with Devin Booker, where they were kind of getting into it. I don't like that. Just just let them play the game. Plus, it's just game one anyway. But I'm going to ask you, you think uh, anything's of this? Or you think this is going to cause anything with Lucas seeing him dancing? No, I don't I don't think that that's <laughs> a big issue. Yeah, they always trying to make something out of nothing, it seems. Every single time, that's what they're doing. You, you think that they he's like Michael Jordan, where he's just making up scenarios in his head of things that happened that actually didn't? Hey. <laughs> like, try to get some kind of edge? And he took it personally. That's, that's what happened. Speaking of taking it personally, when we get back, we're going to talk about those Eastern Conference Finals. Also, a little something happened last night. There, there was some balls floating around. Pause. What were you watching? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I wasn't supposed to mention that. But still. That there was were. on Tuesday, but yes. Oh, okay. But goodness. Maybe you were watching something else with balls in your own I, I probably was. I, I wasn't supposed to mention that on this show. It's supposed to stay in my Family head friendly. and on my phone. But. That's, me. That's neither here nor there. When we get back, we'll talk about the draft lottery. And Christian's a little excited over there. I am. Got a lot of excited. Got a little smile on his face. We'll let you know why when we get right back on Double Tech. That was really me. I ain't have to act and conflict it. Only difference is I'm living. And I would have whacked one of who knew that after drug dealing, I still be casual, spending mil plus annual income. So here's my manual and some. And it's Eastside stealing me. My ability to turn words to images. Double Tech back, Christian Weaver, Darrell H.B. Young. I'm bringing us in this time. We're switching it off because I was going to lead off with the NBA lottery. Oh, yes. That happened. The NBA draft lottery. Heard you a little excited. So, yes, a little bit. Um, Orlando got number one. They were tied with the Detroit Pistons and the Houston Rockets for the top odds. They all had 14% chance. OKC was fourth with 12.5% odds. They ended up with the second overall pick. For those who don't know, I am a Thunder fan, yeah, so are. I'm very happy about that. Houston following them with the third overall pick. Sacramento was the big jump. They got the fourth overall pick. I don't remember the exact odds they had, but they were the biggest jumper. Um, Detroit, fifth. Indiana Pacers get sixth. Portland gets seventh. Los Angeles Lakers, psych, 
It's going to New Orleans. <laughs> they got the eighth. <laughs> and then uh, ninth, San Antonio. Washington gets 10th, 11th, New York. Clippers to Oklahoma City at 12, 13, Charlotte, and 14, Cleveland. Dude, it's so crazy, like, how many teams' picks y'all have. Because I'm like, oh, this team guy's like, no, it's I think okay. next year we have the Heat's pick because it was part of the Paul George deal. It's like they owned some of the Heat's future picks. Mm. They threw those picks in. So, like, on the off years where they can't give us their own pick. Because in the NBA, you can't trade your own pick in back-to-back years. Oh, okay. So, the way they they kind of get around it is they'll give you, like, a pick swap on that year. So, it's like if they're worse than you, you can swap that pick and get the better pick. Um, <laughs> but they own the Heat pick or something. So, we own the Heat's pick instead. And we own the Rockets picks for the next... Uh, there's a couple of Rockets picks we own in the future because of the Russell Westbrook trade. Mm. Then we own the Suns pick this year, which is pick 30 because of the Chris Paul trade. Y'all have way too many picks. Yeah. So um, like we have 17 uh, first-round picks in the next seven years. That's uh... I think we have 38 overall picks in the next seven years. <laughs> and, so, and you said uh, OKC uh, NBA champions uh, win? 2026. I'll give us – no, 2025. I'll give us three years. Three years? Okay. Maybe, maybe 2026. Maybe four years. Y'all got plenty of time, that's for sure. But like, um, only going eventually through. we're going to cash these assets in and get somebody that's established. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we got picks 2, 14, 30, 32, and something else this year. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to trading uh, picks 12, 30, and 32 to move up maybe a few more yeah. and just get a more established person because eventually, you know, we can't keep drafting – a rook, like two rookies every single year because we won't have space on the roster. Yeah, that's tough. Right now is not that time because we only have a, about four or five players that are any good. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, whoever we get it to, it's either going to be Chet Holmgren, Paul Benchero, or Jabari Smith. Whoever we get, I'm going to be happy. Okay. Personally, I'm wishing for Chet Holmgren. But if we get Paulo, I'm going to be happy. If we get Jabari, we're going to be happy. Jabari's probably the best fit. Yeah. But – you know. But that's a good position to be in. That two slot is, is good. Oh, yeah. I love, get... I love the two spot in this draft because, you know, in some drafts you have that number one pick and then everybody else. Yeah, you're like, okay, well, who do you pick after number one? Yeah. But this is one of those drafts where there's not really the consensus number one. It's just, you know, there's three guys that, depending on who's picking number one, you could be like, okay, well, they could go. Okay. So whoever they don't pick at one, you know, we have the pick <laughs> of the two that we want. Okay, well, good deal, good deal. Unless we go off the wall, which OKC has been known to do. Russell Westbrook went fourth overall, and he wasn't expected to go that high. Turn worked out pretty well. Yeah. James Harden went third overall. He wasn't expected to go that high. Worked out pretty well. But last time we had the second over, overall pick, we got Kevin Durant. So that's pretty good. I'd say y'all track record is uh, pretty jazzy. We're pretty good at picks. drafting. And so yeah. yeah, we're pretty good at drafting usually. I think it may work out pretty well for y'all, man. I think our last lottery pick was Stephen Adams. Really? Other than Josh Kitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Before That's Josh Kitty, I think it may have been Steven Adams. Yeah, y'all, y'all not too shabby. Or maybe, I think we traded for Demonis Sabonis, 13th overall pick. Wasn't our own pick, but Still. I think Steven Adams at number 12 was our last one. Hey, but pick. you know, people, the masses don't like that, man, because y'all are, y'all are throwing We're games. in the NBA. Yeah. yeah, even though this is our second year being out of the playoffs. Yeah, throwing games and stuff so you can get up. a mockery picks. of the league, even though there's three teams that were worse than us, and they were worse than us last year. A, lo- a lot worse than y'all. <laughs> now, get it, get it right. They were terrible in comparison. Y'all y'all won, like y'all beat us every game. Y'all won a lot of games that uh, those teams couldn't dream about winning. Now, did we tank? Yes. We, we basically <laughs> said everybody that had any chance of winning us games down the stretch. Yeah, at some point, but still. At that point in time, everything's kind of at a – 
at a certain like, situation. What, what like, are we playing for? I they, mean, I'm not, what are I'm you not, playing for? I'm not mad at that. I mean, I'm, I'm not mad at that one bit. <laughs> but, but hey, well, go ahead. You want to bring yeah, us into we'll, this? Uh, we touched on the Western Conference last segment, the Western Conference Finals. So now we'll move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. And I do want to say that probably shouldn't overreact to home teams winning but, games. You better say a but or that's it? You gonna stop no, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, we don't need to overreact to home teams winning games. That's how it should be. It, it is. And that, that's what uh, I was saying like last segment, just talking about how everything's kind of par for the course. Teams are taking care of business the way they should. So nothing really is too shocking. So. Now, the Miami-Boston game was an 11-point win. It was 118-107 Miami. But after, you know, the third quarter, it wasn't oh, no. even a question. Like uh-huh. They just blitzed them in the third quarter. They were down, I think, 62-54 to 54 at half, and they went on a 22-2 to 2 run, <laughs> and it was just – it was bad from there. It was over. It was. Um, Jimmy Butler was amazing, and he's been amazing all postseason. I still would go out on a limb and say, you know, he's not the best player in the series. Jason Tatum is. But I think he's hearing you. And when this series over, he will have outplayed Jason Tatum. by That's possible. I I really feel like it's almost it almost feels like Jimmy Butler's trying, which I mean, he always he's a great player. How old is Jimmy Butler now? Thirty two. Thirty two. Yeah. So he always plays like he's trying to prove somebody wrong. And I feel like, not to say he's disrespected, but it's just hard to take him over some of these other players. I think I heard you talking about it on uh, your other show because uh, you're a busy man. Yeah, it's the other show. Uh, yeah, the other show. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to plug your other show? Oh, The Zone. Oh, yes, yes. My other show. There you go. Your other show. You're, you're a busy man, like I said. But you were talking about uh, him being not the best player in every series they've played and they're still winning. And it's relative, you know, of course, the first series, like, this year, you would say, oh, no doubt he's better than Trey Young. But yeah. last year, Trey Young played great in the playoffs, and Jimmy Butler played like trash. So you would have been, then you would have been like, oh, no doubt Trey Young's better than Jimmy Butler. So it really it? just depends on how, you know, they play in respect to playoffs. But, yeah. Well, uh, you could make an argument that Trey Young was better than Jimmy Butler this regular season. And he did, they just, he, Trey Young was trash. Oh, he was terrible in the playoffs. But, yeah. Yeah, but Jimmy I, Butler is definitely better than him in the playoffs. I think if Jimmy Butler keeps up this consistent play, man, it's it's, it's going to be tough for Boston, man. And I know this is just the first game, but, ooh, but what, what's your takeaway? Other than that third quarter where Miami just went on that killer spree, what's your takeaway from this uh, game one? Which, like I said, can't overreact, but just what have you seen that, you know, Boston may have to look into? Well, uh, they get Al Horford back tonight. That's a big piece. Yeah, that is They need that. Robert Williams played – Pretty well in his return, I'd say. He had 18 and 9. Two blocks. Yeah. He played well in his return. Um, they get Al Horford back. That's a big boost. And I think they may be getting Marcus Smart back. That's what that's I was, also a big boost. Yeah. And um I would say the Celtics the Celtics are still pretty good. Okay. They're they're sitting pretty good. Um just a really, really bad third quarter by Jason Tatum. He only shot four shots in the second half. Can't do that. Yeah. Come you on gotta now. shoot more than that. You're the man. Who are Jason you, James Tatum. Harden? What are you doing? Yeah. You James Harden. So you think you think uh, with the upcoming game, let's say Boston uh, gets Al Horford back and Mark Smart, think they can steal that game mm-hmm. too? You think so? Oh yeah. So you think they will? That's the real question. Mm, that's a good question. Yeah, I'll go on a limb and say Celtics. Uh, that's what I like. Now, he, I mean, Jimmy Butler was really good that first game, and Kyle Lowry. 
hasn't played in a while. I think. How, like, how long? He's is missed he? eight games this playoffs. That's what I was about to say. He's how? been out for a while. I almost forget he's a member of the Heat. See, this is the thing about it because Jimmy Butler's been playing so well. Yeah. It's not to say they haven't missed them, but they have. They're not in that position where it's like, oh man, Miami could be doing so much better if they had, you know, Kyle Lowry. It's because they're still winning. They're beating teams that some people didn't expect them to beat. So you're not missing them as much. What's his timetable? Do we know? I don't know. Cause that's crazy. Cause they, you think about how well they are playing, and they're not even at full strength. You get Kyle Lowry back, man. I think their roster is like, you know, each individual player. You're not too terribly impressed by, but when they come <laughs> together, they're they're really good. You mean you mean to tell me PJ Tucker isn't a star player on your squad, man? No, but he, he's a good player. <laughs> he really um, is. Gabe Vincent, you know, he's not a star. He's a good player. Max Struess is a good player. Um, I think they have like a who's who of like if you're a casual NBA player, you're like who is that guy? Yeah, <laughs> like Max Max Struess and Gabe Vincent and Cody Martin. Gabe Vincent and. Going uh, all right. It's Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin is the brother for the Heat. Yeah. Cody plays for the Hornets. But anyway, uh, Dwayne Dedman, which Dwayne Dedman's been in the league for like 10 years, but still, you know, he's not like a household name. Yeah. He played for the Orlando Magic and Spurs before. The hey, side note. USC uh, in college. But anyway. How do you remember that? Um, <laughs> side note, and I'm just going to throw this out there just randomly. P.J. Tucker. He's a great fit for Milwaukee. Milwaukee. He was, he, he he was, was. a great fit. And yeah. That's my point exactly. Should they have kept P.J. Tucker? Oh, Probably. I don't think he's the. Well, I think JJ Redick said something along the lines of, you know, he's the difference in winning a series and losing the series. But I don't think he was the difference in them winning that series against but, Boston. Like I think the difference was Chris, Chris Middleton, Middleton was hurt. Yeah, w- without question. But I feel like he did still add that sort of griminess that you need to kind of get you over the hump. Because I mean, heck, who knows? Game seven. He, he may have been playing fantastically and oh, helped yeah. him. You know what I mean? So it's he's he's a very valuable. He's a he's a winning player. Like you know, he may score five points. He may score two points, but he's going to play defense. Yeah, and that's that's valuable. Um, one person I'm kind of disappointed in is Bam Adebayo. You know, I'm a big Bam fan. Yeah, big Bam fan. Yeah, and I and I told 10 you he's going to be the X factor. Four rebounds, season. four blocks. You, yeah, you got to do more. You got to do more. Like. You know, you could be so much better offensively. He shoots the ball four times. Yeah, that's do not more. enough. You, you got to do more. And, you know, he's playing Robert Williams, which they're kind of – I love both of those guys because they're a very modern big man, switchable. Yeah. They can play defense. You know, they may not get a blocker still every game, but they're going to play defense. They can switch, and uh, they can grab rebounds, and they can both pass. So I think – that they're very modern big men, but Robert Williams shouldn't be out playing Bam. Oh, yeah, by a lot, too. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe Bam was kind of riding the Jimmy Butler way because, to be honest, I mean, they really – everybody kind of kind of stayed kind of in that middle pack. Nobody really, other than Jimmy Butler, had a spectacular game because he had a whopping 41, so I guess he kind of rode that way. But, no, he, he has to do more than that. He, what do he you, has to. What do you think the What do you think about Jimmy Butler's free throw attempts? Because he gets a ton of them. And I see him as different than the James Harden or Joel Embiid free throw attempts. You know what? The, the thing about Jimmy Butler, and he's not, and I don't even want to say similar to James Harden in that sense, but Jimmy Butler is also very strong Yeah, with how he attacks James the James Harden's strong too, though. And that's what I was about to say. I just feel like more so with Jimmy Butler, 
it, it seems like he's going for the score as opposed to yeah. the foul. You know what yeah. I mean? I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's like the free throw is just a you know a side note to the fact that he's trying to get to the basket. Feel like with James Harden, he's looking for that contact before he gets that ball up. Yeah, Jim Butler's trying to score, and like yeah, you're hitting him and bumping him, and you know, ow, foul. But he's going for that score, so that's the best way I would like compare it. I wouldn't put him in that same category as far as foul hunting like James Harden may seem to be. Yeah, he gets a ton of them, but I feel like, like you said, he go he's going through contact and he's earning the fouls. No and, doubt. You know, he may do like a, a pump fake or something, and if the defender jumps, then he's gonna, you know, kind of lean into him and get the foul. Which yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Like if you want, if you're a defender, you should know better than to jump. Yeah, because you jump up and you're coming down. Yeah, on like, him, like you're gonna come down on him, you're gonna foul him. You should know better, especially if you're playing at a playing against Jimmy Butler, who's you know, known for doing that. Yeah. Known for pump faking. Yeah. So I don't have a problem with it, to be honest, even though he does get a lot of free throws. He does. He, he, yes, he does. But 18 hey, of them in the first game. That, that, that is a lot of free throws. Good gracious. Got that D Wade whistle. <laughs> oh, hey. The Miami Heat effect. All right. So what, what we picking? What we picking? You got Miami or you got Ooh, I'm gonna Boston? Go, Who you feeling, man? Man, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Miami in seven. Oh, seven of them things? Yeah. I am influenced after the first game. Okay. You're going seven. I'm going to go with Miami and six. Okay. I'm going to wrap it up six. Yeah, I'm going to go Miami and six. So we're, we're going to see how that works out. But I'm looking forward to it. And when we get back, I got a good one for you, Christian. I got a real good one for you. I feel like I did this last year. Strong possibility. I need to go back and listen to the show. But I, I think I did this this question last year. We'll find out here shortly right here on Double Tech. Real religion, genocide, genesis. They say yes, the the Welcome back to Double Tech, HB, Mr. Weaver. Notice that Timbo, Neptune's pattern yeah. all day. Oh, yeah. Good music, man. Good music. We were talking about all those uh, artists that came out of Virginia. It's amazing. Uh, it is. How many hitters they got, man, for real. All from, like, Virginia Beach, too, I think. I think so, too. Good stuff, man. Getting hyped up. I, I, next, next time, I'm just going to do a whole whole for real show and a whole Timbo show next week. Sounds pretty good. I say that. I'll, I'll probably be on a whole different kick. You know how that goes. I'm probably going to be, like, Georgia Line or something like that. And you know better than that. You got a better chance of me playing all future uh, future tracks <laughs> coming back, which definitely ain't going to happen. Golly. The guy's garbage. He's so bad. <laughs> Jeez, he's so bad. All right, Christian, you know what time it is, don't you? Yeah. Are you sure you know what time it is? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm interested in what your questions will be. <laughs> oh, you should be. It's time for what organization is this athlete associated with? All right, my good friend, Christian. You brought us in in the last segment to talk about the uh, draft lottery. Talked about who got that number mm-hmm. one pick. You know where I'm going with this. Who's had the number one pick in the past however many years? Oh, you bet your sweet monkey that's where I'm going. Now, the funny thing is, I felt like I did this last year. I may have. I don't know if I did it exactly like number one pick. But I did something about the draft. Something yeah, similar. it may have been like name the player that went number one overall, which kind of goes hand in hand because if you name the player, you can probably name the team that he went to. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that, that essentially. But you know, it's been a whole year. 
<laughs> I've had a whole year to forget these things. Yeah, for some reason, you don't forget much. I forget everything. So I'm looking forward to this. Now I'm just going to ask for the last 10. All right. We'll see if I can go further. Okay. That, that's fine. I have the list. I have the last 21. Okay. So if you get past uh, 2,000, then you're on your own because I didn't even print that out. All right. So last year was Kate Cunningham. It went to the Pistons. Okay. That's too easy. So the year before that was... Anthony Edwards to the Timberwolves. Yes, sir. The year before that was two K or two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, two thousand nineteen was Zion. Yes. Twenty eighteen was. It's a little tougher now. Yeah, I'm trying to think of DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton, yes. Twenty seventeen was. Markel Fultz. Yes, Philadelphia 76ers. Twenty sixteen was. Ben Simmons. Yes, Philly as well. 2015 was Andrew Wiggins. Ah, nope, you nope. skipped one. Now, I will tell you, Andrew Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins was 2014. Four, 14. Yep. 2015 was Anthony Bennett then. Ah, that was 2013. 13. Yep. Okay, so who went 2015? I'm trying to think. I can't give you the college because you're too good with colleges. If I tell you the college, then you're going to get it easily. I'll tell you the college. It's too easy, though. He's uh, from Kentucky. In 2015. In 2015. Center from Kentucky. And the team who had... Well, the, I know it's not Anthony Davis because that was 2012. Yep, that was 2012. Um, Center from Kentucky. I don't know how I'm like... Oh, Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, was, I was about to say when you say it, yeah. you're going to be like, of course okay. it was. Um, well, that's, that's actually all 10. So now you're at 2011. So it's on you if, you, if you're feeling well. Okay, yeah. 2011... It was Anthony Davis in 2012. Uh, 2011. These are all bonus points, so you're good. <laughs> to. That was the year, of course, that LeBron <laughs> went to Miami. So who was in that rookie class? I can't remember. 2011. Cleveland with the pick. Oh, Kyrie Irving. There you go. Um. Which this was supposed to be me naming the teams, I think. But anyway, that's fine. it's either, either yeah, way. About, yeah, team yeah, or player is fine. That's fine. 2010 was John Wall. Yep. Washington 2009 Wizards. was Blake Griffin. Yes, sir. 2008 was, okay, that was the year that Russell Westbrook was drafted. Who was number one? Derrick Rose. <laughs> uh, Chicago Bulls. 2007 was Kevin Durant. Oh. No, no, Greg Oden. There you go. See, even, even internally you knew he should have been number one after – yeah, that whole run. So yes, Greg Oden. Two thousand six was <laughs> Andrea Bargnani. Yes. Two thousand five was Andrew Bogut. You need to chill out, my friend. Two thousand four was. Ooh, it's getting fun now. Let you know how old. Oh you wait, two thousand four, Dwight Howard. Oh yes, Orlando Magic. Two thousand three was LeBron James. How? Two thousand two was. Okay, this is this is tough. <laughs> Do you have school? <laughs> kinda. You kinda have school? Oh, did he come out of high school? Mm, no. So there was it wasn't college. I can't really say. He's an international guy. Yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> I can't give you the team he played for because that's a dead giveaway. International guy in two thousand two was he was good? He was pretty good. Okay. Um Nah. A force to be reckoned with, some would say. 
He looked he looked down on a lot of big men. Oh, Yao Ming. Yao Ming. Yeah, yeah. 2002 Houston Rockets. I f- forget about that. I forget that he was number one. Yeah. Man, he was good. <laughs> if he could have stayed healthy. He was, oh, man. Um, 2001, yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'll get that. No, but it is quite possibly the worst number one pick in this entire list that you gave me. Worse than uh, a lot of It's these... not worse than Anthony Bennett. No. Kwame Brown. There you go. <laughs> oh, he's so bad. I don't know who went 2000. I give you 2000 because that's the last one I have on this page. New Jersey Nets forward from Cincinnati. Kenyon Martin. Kenyon Martin. I knew, why did I know if I said to college you were going to get it? That's too easy for you, man. That's crazy. Good job, dude. You did great. Went back 20 years. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I had to have hints here and there. But. Yeah, really, the only one that you needed help with was Carl Anthony Towns. Everybody else, you pretty much yeah, that uh, should have been easy. Doug, yeah, I, you know how that goes. You remember all the hard ones, the easy ones. It's kind of looked over. Yeah, the, the Andrea Bargnani and Andrew Bogut in back to back years is is the tough one. <laughs> hey, but you did it so easy. <laughs> as bad as it may have been, uh, yeah, you, you worked it out. Well, good job, man. Well, you know what time it is. Let's get it. Alley oops and flagrant fouls. Got yours ready? Yeah, I'm going to give my alley-oop to those balls. Those watery balls. Wait, what? Oh. <laughs> those watery balls that just, you know, bounce the right way. I bet they did. And the OKC Thunder got the two-pick because of those watery balls just bouncing the right way. I'm going to give it to those guys. Good job for you, man. And then a flagrant foul. I'm going to give it to the all-rookie team, or more specifically the voters, because... Um, oh, I know why. I know why. I was going to ask you about that. Perfect. You can go ahead and get a list. You got it. Of course, you know, Kate Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes. Those guys are, no doubt, first-team all-rookie. No doubt. Then you got Franz Wagner, who's good. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Who? Franz Wagner. No, nah, that's not Franz how you say Wagner. It. Thank you. Get uh, it right, Christian. He got all-rookie first-team, which I think he should. He was one of the best rookies. My problem is... Jalen Green. Mm. Uh, and I like Jalen Green. But. And he was great to close out the season. But Josh Giddy got four Western Conference Rookie of the Month. Dude. And the only time Jalen Green won Western Conference Rookie of the Month was when Josh Giddy was not playing. <laughs> so Yeah, I knew that was going to rub you the wrong way. When I saw it that Josh Giddy went on the second team, Jalen Green, I was like, come on now. Because Jalen Green, we had picked him for our rookie at the beginning of the yeah. year. And he did not perform. He was very inconsistent a lot of the time. And he was really good down the stretch. I'll give him that. But... Josh Giddy had a better season. Oh, yeah, without question. Josh Giddy did get second team, which, you know, he should have got first team, but at least he got second team. He should have. But he he stands out on this list because you got Bones Holland, Ayo Desunmu, Chris Duarte, and he's considerably better than those guys. The other ones, yeah. Now, is. Herb Jones, he had a conversation for, for first team, too, because he had a really good rookie season. Yeah. But... I think Josh Giddy should have got it over him, and I can understand Franz Wagner getting it because he was really good this season. But yeah. Mostly my problem is Jalen Green getting it over Josh Giddy. I don't think he should have either. I, I feel like he got it just off. I, I, I hate to say just it's off name alone, bias. but yeah, it's the name and how well he was playing, like I said, at the, at the end of the year. But no, nah, from, from a full season standpoint, Josh Giddy was surprising me. Every time I turn around, I'm like, crap, dude, this kid is great. And he's like, I'm trying to tell had- you, man. I think he has like three of the youngest triple doubles games ever or something like that. Josh Giddy hooping. What? That's fantastic. He, he, he should have been first team. He, he really should have been. All right, my alley-oop. My alley-oop goes to the NBA for this current run of playoffs. While it's the conference finals, there are no breaks at all. There's mm-hmm. an NBA game every night. If both series go game seven, there are 14 straight days. That's awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic. Of a game every night. If both game, if both series go to game seven. Now, if one ends early and the other one, then it'll be a game every other day. But hopefully we don't have that. Give me two game sevens so I can have one NBA game for the next 12 nights. I can deal with that. That'll yes, work. I would like that. Oh, yes. My flagrant. 
goes to Pat Bell. Yeah. You know, I wasn't going to give it to him because it, it was like, you know, I have no problem people giving their opinion. But that first day was just like, wow, Pat Bell, shock value. Whoa, he's talking crazy. You see him? He's shredding CP3. And he kept coming back. And it just kept coming back. And he was on, if you didn't see him, he was on like every show on ESPN. Like from Get Up to First Take to the like. Sports Center. Yes. He was like on the whole lineup. So it just kind of got, it got kind of old. It, it really did. I feel like they should have just gave him one day and then just kind of rode that wave. But they, they really rode the Pat Bev wave for three days straight. So yeah, my flagrant goes to Pat Bev and ESPN for that, to be honest. Yeah. Understandable. Uh, he's he's a hater. He is. He really is, and, and that's what I'm saying. It, it's all good when you're on the court talking trash. But shout out to Richard and, Jefferson and Matt Barnes who kind of spoke on the hey, if if you're behind this mic and you're a former player too, and actually a player, it, it's a completely different a scenario player. because yeah, he's playing and he's talking about guys that he plays against. It's it's a little and different. Like there's a lot of guys that have came out like KD and Danny Green and. Uh, Dame came out and was like, dude, come on. Yes. Like, come on. Yes, I, I really like what Danny Green said when he was talking about you're a cone, too, because Luke, yeah. you see, I mean, he's not wrong. There's nobody that can guard Luke. Nobody at all. Except for Andrew Wiggins. Right. But, we, but hey. on a consistent basis, there's nobody that can guard him. Um, I'm interested to see how your response, man. Yeah. Did you see when J.J. Redick was talking about best two-way players in the league and he mentioned Jason Tatum and Patrick Beverly was like, Jason? Like, question mark? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, he was like, JJ was like, "Yeah, he's one of the best like defenders in the league." <laughs> and he was like, "Oh." Okay. And he was like, "Oh, oh yeah." He's like, "Do you not? Are you just like hating, like <laughs> blind hating? Like you don't know what you're talking about? And you're I, hating for some reason?" I felt like he was trying to find a way to make a dig, but then like JJ, like, what really do you have against did. Jason Tatum? He, he was he was trying to find a way to to kind of take a jab, but and, you know, you know, a lot of these grudges that he holds is because of something that happened to him. Like he was traded to the Clippers because. He, Chris Paul got traded to the Rockets. Yeah. and Or something like that. So he holds some kind of beef against Chris Paul, even though Chris Paul didn't really have any control over <laughs> the trade. So I don't understand that. But uh, Or maybe he's boys with James Harden, and James Harden was like, you know, I don't like Chris Paul. It sounded like. It, it really did, because he was going to bat for James yeah, Harden in many situations where you could trade James Harden. It was pretty sus, my guy. It, <laughs> exactly. In the words of my kids, yes. It's exactly what it was. So I, I think you may have... Kind of hit the nail on the head. He's definitely a James Harden guy. And it's crazy because, I mean, it's not like he plays with him now, so it's it's not like he's going to bat for his teammate. But he sounds like we know who he likes in that fight. So Yeah. Yeah. And mm. he's talking about him being, you know, a uh, a max contract player because all that he's done is like, what is he max contract player off of what he did last year? Yeah. Because I don't think he is. Mm. He's going to get it. He's going to get it, but he's not playing like a max contract yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat Bev, he had an interesting week, and uh, yeah. Hopefully, we don't see him again next week. Hopefully, bring somebody else. We in. probably will. I, I hope not. Just, just let JJ Reddy get it, man. Just, just, just bring JJ Reddy. We on. need JJ RJ show. JJ and RJ. Ooh, I wouldn't mind that. That'd be nice. Throw Perk in there. I don't like Perk, but he'd probably get in there somehow. <laughs> I was just about to say, he'll find his way in. That, that's no doubt. Well, people, let's uh, we're wrapping up this episode of Double Take. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, next week, I guess, there shouldn't be any series over yet. I, it could potentially. Be, but there could be. I don't think it will be. We, we got teams winning in six and seven. So according to our predictions, we should still have plenty of conference finals basketball left. Sounds good to me. Y'all have a great one. Try slow, homie. 
Live today, cause tomorrow, man, you never know. You never know, homie. Might be some homie. You need to pump your brakes and drive slow, homie. My car's like the movie. My car's like the crib. I got more TVs in here than where I live. And now don't make no sense, but baby, I'm the... And everything I flip, you know what some says. I got the custom grill, I got the Bravis rims, I got the ball of genetics, baby, this evidence. You see a player flicking, and how you ain't convinced.